It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. What if it's too late to save our planet without geoengineering? So says a report published last week in the UK Guardian. Stay tuned for more. From the CB-19 scenario to the covert climate intervention operations, all is interwoven and inseparable. Another week in the planetary asylum has come and gone. Planet Earth, the human race, and the entire web of life are all under siege. Sanity, logic, and reason are under siege. Courage, honor, and virtue, the same. You're listening to the non-political, commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, the bad news broadcast brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. For those that are unfamiliar with our site, again, it is geoengineeringwatch, all one word, dot org. A core group of criminally insane global controllers continues to herd populations toward self-annihilation. Far too many seem all too willing to be herded. From the CV-19 scenario to the ongoing climate intervention operations, again, all is connected. Serious factions of global power centers are all colluding and cooperating on these issues. It cannot be otherwise. Crop collapse, fisheries collapse, forest collapse, ocean collapse, it's all happening. Not just beginning to happen, but in advanced stages. If you're willing to fully face the horizon without flinching or turning away, you're on the right broadcast. Let's cover some headlines, starting with this. About Afghanistan, it's worse than we thought. Taliban has seized 75,000 vehicles, 600,000 weapons, and 200 aircraft in Afghanistan. Just an accident? Like all the accidents that kept ISIS armed to the teeth with weapons and vehicles? Like the accident that kept the most sophisticated military in the world from locating several hijacked jumbo jets that were, we are told, flying around unimpeded over U.S. airspace for far too long. And then there's the third World Trade Center tower that fell down at free fall speed, seven seconds, on that fateful day even though it never got hit by anything. How many Americans even know about this third tower? How many ever bothered to do a moment of honest and unbiased investigation, blindly waving a flag to signal obedience to the empire is not courage or patriotism. True patriotism begins with summoning the courage to investigate and fully face the truth. Mainstream media is completely owned by the controllers. The role of mainstream media is to pump out power structure propaganda and thus to manipulate public opinion in order to push forward their now warp speed agendas. Here's the most recent example from none other than Dr. Anthony Fauci, who said the following last week, quote, the time has come. Enough is enough. We've just got to get people vaccinated, end quote. The more society conforms to the controller CV-19 dictates, the darker the corner the human race finds itself in. How many have stopped to reflect on that fact? Nothing they have said has turned out the way they said it would, has it? 
More accidents? I think not. Another headline. India approves the world's first DNA COVID vaccine. That's from BBC News. The report states India's drug regulator has approved the world's first DNA vaccine against COVID-19 for emergency use, like the rest of the vaxes. How many different concoctions are there? And when we are told over and over and over, roll up your sleeve and take the jab, which jab? From which company? From which country? We are repeatedly told that any jab will do, that they all work wonders. Don't worry about the statistics to the contrary. That's all just, quote, fake news, as is any information that doesn't support official narratives. Consider this from Joseph Goebbels, the Minister of Propaganda in Nazi Germany from 1933 to 1945, who said this, If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent. For the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus, by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. End quote. Ponder that one, and take some time to plug it in to the current equation. Mainstream media is nothing less than the power structure ministry of propaganda. Last week, CNN carried out yet another criminally dishonest attempt to portray the vaccine concerned as uneducated, unkept, and illiterate. They interviewed an individual that fit this exact description, as if he somehow represented the whole of the vaccine-concerned community. Certainly, such propagandistic portrayals serve to fan the flames of those that have already completely submitted to official narratives without objective investigation. Next headline from UPI and numerous other sources. Japan shelves 1.6 million tainted doses of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Report states Japan on Thursday halted the administration of some 1.6 million doses of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine after foreign materials were discovered in the vials, officials said. They further stated it's a substance that reacts to magnets. That's interesting, isn't it? Or should I say, extremely alarming? You decide. And there's this new headline, quote, CNN says Trump wants his supporters to die after he recommends, quote, take the vaccines. End of headline. CNN says Trump wants his supporters to die after he recommends take the vaccines. That's the full headline. I'm not going to comment further on that headline, as it seems it's completely Self-evident. The Foxes continue to run the hen house. The criminal relationship between big government and big pharma is here. Welcome to fascism. This headline on that subject. Pfizer names former FDA chief Scott Gottlieb to its board. Revolving doors between government and the medical industrial complex, the military industrial complex, the media industrial complex. That's how it works. On the subject of fascism, also this new report. The fascist takeover of America is now almost complete. That's inarguable if one understands the term and the wider horizon. Next headline, New York City orders 150,000 teachers and school staff to either get vaccinated or find a new job. New Jersey orders jabs for state workers as well. 
It's essential to understand that those who control the printing of money control everything else in the matrix. It's also essential to remember and consider that the most outspoken global hierarchy have long since repeatedly stated their goal of greatly reducing global human populations. Question, is it reasonable, rational, or even sane to think that they are here to help? I'll leave that to the listener to decide. Next headline, soldiers fight back against military's upcoming vaccine mandate by filing lawsuit against the Pentagon. Let's take a moment to consider a few factors that relate to the power structure push to force vax the entire military. In last week's broadcast, I covered this headline report. Navy commander warns of national security threat from mandatory vaccination. From that report again, this reminder, the Navy commander J.H. Furman warned that the results could be conceivably catastrophic. He stated the forced vaccination of all military personnel with the present COVID-19 vaccines may compromise U.S. national security due to the unknown extent of serious vaccine complications, end quote. Furman further stated, study is needed before committing the total force to one irreversible experimental group. Initial reports leave more concern for the COVID-19 vaccines than the virus itself for the, at the present, exceptionally healthy military population, end quote from Commander Furman. So if you have military commanders warning of this risk, why is the power structure pushing so hard to carry it out as fast as they possibly can? Stop and consider what is potentially the greatest remaining threat to the global power cabal if they were to awaken completely to what's unfolding and why the U.S. military. In fact, if the U.S. military doesn't awaken and defend their citizens as the oath they have taken instructs them to do, if they don't awaken soon, we have no chance. Without the U.S. military on our side, we have no chance to turn the tide of what the global controllers are advancing by the day. Next headline. As COVID surges among fully vaccinated, the Centers for Disease Control fails to properly track breakthrough cases. Again, for those who don't know, breakthrough cases are those who have been vaccinated and still get COVID anyway. Can they still spread COVID? All available science data says yes, absolutely. With that in mind, let's consider the next headline. Germany's largest amusement park segregates vaxxed from unvaxxed with colored wristbands. Divide and conquer. But this question remains, who is actually a danger to who? You decide. Next headline. Victoria COVID update. 10,000 people canceling vaccine appointments daily. Perhaps the feedback from previous customers isn't so helpful with those that have yet to commit to the experiment from which there is no return. Let's change gears to the bottom line that's driving it all, unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse. Consider this question. Are humans functionally extinct right now? Species can be regarded to be functionally extinct when their numbers have declined below levels needed for them to reproduce healthy offspring. This can occur due to causes such as loss of habitat and disappearance of other species on which they depend. Now consider this, most applicable. Species can also be declared to be functionally extinct 
when they are threatened to be wiped out by a catastrophe that appears to be both imminent and inescapable, which would then cause their numbers to dwindle and disappear. If the human race remains in the current course, functional extinction is exactly the term that applies. Extremely near-term extinction. And we will likely take the entire web of life down with us. That's not my opinion. It's a statistical fact. What's the greatest single leap we could make in regard to altering our current course? To immediately expose and halt climate intervention operations, which are much, much more than climate engineering. And engineering is far too dignified a term. It is simply the destruction of the planet's life support systems and the complete contamination of every living thing on the ground, including us. Contamination with countless elements, all of them toxic, and how many elements do we not even know about yet that we haven't yet identified? Something to ponder. Next headline, same theme. Report paints unimaginably dire picture of risks to world's children from climate crisis. And again, there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and addressing the ongoing climate engineering insanity. And for those that are doing their best to do so, a few pointers. Stick to the science terms if you don't want to be immediately marginalized. If you tell someone to investigate chemtrails, they're going to search online and immediately come to, by design, conspiracy theory and hoax. That does not help to move our fight forward. If you stick to the science terms, climate engineering, geoengineering, stratospheric aerosol injection, solar radiation management, cloud albedo enhancement, those are all science terms that apply to what is happening in our skies, although all of it ultimately adds up to weather warfare. Climate engineering is not a benevolent operation. It's about power and control, ultimately. It always has been. On that note, this headline, is the government planning a food shortage? That's a question that needs to be looked at from several angles. If we stopped all forms of human activity right now, everything across the board, we are still going to hit the wall very, very soon. The planet's life support systems are broken. We're through the guardrail. You can depress the brake pedal. You can change the brakes, change the tires. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You're flying through the air and you're going to go to the bottom of the canyon. And that's exactly the position we are in. But there is a truth to this headline of the government planning a food shortage also because the consistency with which climate engineering operations are hammering agricultural everything in countless forms from cutting off precipitation to augmenting it and flooding crops to flash freezes that wipe out all forms of crops, northern and southern hemisphere, due to chemical ice nucleation for weather modification operations, patented processes that can cause a surface freeze when there's enough moisture at what should have been far above freezing conditions. The consistency with which agriculture regions are being slaughtered makes it beyond reasonable doubt that agricultural reasons are indeed being targeted. Again, back to President Lyndon Johnson stating in 1962, film footage of him at the beginning of every one of these broadcasts, if you look at the post at the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, 
You can view film footage of President Lyndon Johnson stating, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. As I've translated on former broadcasts, he who controls the weather controls the food supply, thus controls populations, thus controls the world. Connect the dots. Next headline. Atmospheric CO2 levels haven't been this high in 800,000 years. That's from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. First, let's make mention of this. There is currently and has been for a number of years an illegal federal gag order on all National Weather Service employees, the nation's weathermen, and NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So a message to those that are doing their best, and I thank them for that, to spread awareness on the climate engineering insanity, and people confront them with, if this was going on, we would be hearing from the so-called experts. Share this with them. Again, illegal federal gag order on the nation's weathermen. You don't put a gag order on all the weathermen unless you have something very, very big to hide. The elephant in the sky, the climate engineering operations. How many blue skies do we see now? Between the constant cloud cover, which is sprayed, the top of the cloud canopy in the east coast regions that are being soaked deluged flooded that can cloud canopy is being sprayed it depends on the size of particulates you spray you can either diminish or augment precipitation west coast constant spraying even above the smoke canopies east coast constant spraying above the cloud canopies but all of it raining down to the planet to the surface where we all get to inhale it More on that later in this broadcast. But first this about this headline, about the CO2 level being the highest it's been in 800,000 years. This headline is horribly flawed, but in the opposite direction of what most people would like to believe. It's far worse than this headline states. Because what the climate science community, again, who has betrayed the human race and the entire web of life, is not telling us, is not building into the equation is the atmospheric CO2 equivalent. What does that mean? It means they are not calculating methane and its heat-trapping effect into this equation. If we add methane, atmospheric methane, into this equation from the thawing and releasing methane clathrate and hydrate deposits, releasing all over the world, search Siberian methane craters, look at those visuals, you'll be shocked. It's happening on the seafloor at a level 10 times bigger. Methane is entering the atmosphere, covering the planet like a layer of glass, and trapping heat. Heat gets in, but it doesn't get out. That's why nighttime lows are rising twice as fast as daytime highs. Climate engineers attempting to hide it are actually further fueling the overall fire. So if we add in the methane factor, the atmospheric CO2 equivalent is over twice as high as what's being disclosed. It's not in the 420 part per million range. It's a CO2 equivalent of about 850 parts per million. And if we reach 1,200 parts per million equivalent, methane and CO2 and nitrous oxide and other heat-trapping gases, the planet may lose its ability to make clouds. Game over. And for those that think this can't happen, for those that think the planet has some magical thermostat that automatically writes itself no matter what we do to it, that's delusion. That is total delusion. Trained and programmed delusion. Not going to happen. And I realize people try to pretend that everything will somehow magically go back to normal. Again, roll up your sleeve, do what we say, it'll all be fine. Or no matter how bad conditions are, for example, in Northern California, there are many people trying to continue a personal pursuit of pleasure without any consideration of what's happening around them. If you go to the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage, you can view the post we just put up last week titled California Drought, How to Party 
on the Titanic. Take a look at that footage from what's left of Lake Shasta. And those that are trying to recreate in the very small and getting smaller puddle in the bottom of that lake basin. It's some very shocking footage. Take a look. Let's move on to the next bad news headline from National Geographic and other sources. Wildfire smoke is transforming clouds, making rainfall less likely. Remember a moment ago I said it depends on what size particulate you seed into the atmosphere that can diminish or augment rainfall. The smaller the particle, the more condensation nuclei they are, any moisture in the air tends to continue migrating. Bigger particulates, droplets can combine, form a bigger droplet that actually falls from the sky. That's how it works. So the climate engineers can diminish or augment rainfall. In regard to the smoke, that absolutely diminishes precipitation, although we can see, we have film footage of the climate engineers, more on this later in the broadcast, but blanket spraying, massive spraying directly on top of these smoke canopies. What effect is that having? That depends on exactly what they're spraying. Back to the National Geographic report. A new study finds smoke could be making it harder for clouds to drop rain and alleviate drought, potentially kicking off a, quote, very scary feedback loop. Those are the words of National Geographic, not mine. But how long, for how many years, over a decade, well over a decade, has geoengineeringwatch.org been trying to sound the alarm about the feedback loops? You knock one domino over, which knocks a bigger bigger domino and still a bigger domino, and the feedback loops begin to feed in themselves. We have about 50 in process right now, and where is this all leading? It's called Venus Syndrome. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome, and that is not a metaphor. We are on that track, but don't expect corporate media to mention a word about it. Last week, CNN devoted two hours to cover the so-called homecoming concert in New York. The power structures, if you get vaxxed, you can be free and happy again propaganda event. CNN is also running a six-part series on Jerusalem. I wonder who's running CNN. But almost no coverage at all on the apocalyptic heat, smoke, and incinerations in the U.S. West, or the overall implosion of the planet's life support systems. Mainstream media's mass distraction, nothing less. Moving on, next headline from ForbesAlert.com. Scientists turn to risky plan B as the world fails on climate change. The article is, of course, discussing climate engineering, but they are still pretending it is just a, quote, proposal instead of an ongoing lethal reality. The report states this, when it comes to a system we don't understand perfectly, the principle of unintended consequences reigns supreme. That's a quote from David Mann, climate scientist, world-renowned climate scientist who won't admit to climate engineering like the rest of the so-called climate science community. His new book, The Climate War, should say weather warfare. He further states, if we screw up the planet with botched geoengineering attempts, there is no do-over. How many times on this broadcast and many others have I stated that global powers have long since, 75 years ago, in fact, committed the human race and the entire web of life from an experiment from which there is no return. It's done. It's over. Geoengineering isn't a plan B. It's already been played. There is no plan B at this point. Again, we are through the guardrail, going to the bottom of the canyon, and the entire climate science community still pretending we still have a plan B. We live in an asylum 
filled with cowards that won't stand up and tell the truth. And I'm pleading to the climate science community, band together so you can't be stepped on and stomped out and stand up and tell the truth while it can still make a difference. Next headline from Bloomberg. U.S. heat is so bad, farmers see a half crop for spring wheat. Again, essential to consider with climate engineering operations. They can create short-term, highly toxic surface cool-downs at the cost of an even worse overall warming. The same particles that the so-called science community says will deflect some of the sun's heat, they never mention that, oh yeah, that traps heat as well. Traps heat below these particulates as well. They never tell you the consequences, do they? Not in the climate science community or the medical industrial community. Think about that. The following is from the Bloomberg Report. Sun-baked U.S. spring wheat fields have been so badly hurt by drought this year that some farmers are expecting to harvest what they're dubbing, quote, a half crop. think that term is self-explanatory. It's not just the heat. The bioavailable elements in the rain, starting with aluminum, that's a primary climate engineering element, are highly toxic to all root systems, causing them to shut down nutrient uptake. That's why Monsanto is now engineering aluminum-resistant seeds, as if somehow that's going to save us. We also have the extremely intense and worsening rapidly UV radiation, including UVC, which is a DNA-altering spectrum of UV radiation. It causes organisms, flora, to shut down their stomata to shut their breathing ports. They can't feed. They can't uptake carbon. They can't grow at that point. So many factors we're not being told about. The report further states plants are visibly stunted, about a third of the normal size for this time of year. If they're a third the normal size, why would the crop only be half crop? Wouldn't it be a third crop, perhaps? Next headline. Madagascar on the brink of climate change-induced famine. Again, climate engineering core to this equation. And this is not to say that the human race hasn't radically damaged the planet in countless ways. We've been, as I've stated so many times, horrible stewards of planet Earth. But in the case of the constant droughts, on a warming planet, it must rain more overall. 7% more moisture held in the atmosphere for every degree C of warming. We are likely past 3.5 degrees C right now. That's past the point at which humans have existed on the planet. The only way there can be more drought overall is if there's a factor we're not being told about, and that factor is climate engineering and the aerosol dispersions in our skies all over the globe and the radio frequency microwave transmissions that are used to manipulate these particulates. Next headline, Iceland reports warmest day in history happening all over the globe, and this is with official temperature readings being falsified to the downside, not the upside. How hot is it really? Far worse than anything we're being told. Next headline, record run of warm weather for Sydney, that's Australia, of course, amid higher temperatures across Australia. That's from the UK Guardian. The report states the prolonged period of warmer weather is the result of a series of strong high-pressure systems developing and stalling over the center of Australia, causing heat to gradually build up. High-pressure heat domes. Where have I heard that before? Again, over and over and over These high-pressure heat domes are used to steer upper-level wind currents, but the downward push of this air creates heat below it. It holds the air mass in place. That's why we have the stagnant smoke air in Northern California under a constant, unrelenting dome of ionosphere heater-created high pressure. If you don't know what an ionosphere heater is, the technology is not scientifically disputed, please look it up, educate yourself. I can't go into great depth and detail on every single fact in this equation on this very short broadcast when there's so much to cover as the planet 
its life support systems and civilization as a whole is completely unraveling by the day. Next headline from Severe Weather Europe. A warming event is now starting in the stratosphere above the South Pole with temperatures over 30 degrees above normal, marking the end of the southern winter. This is the winter polar vortex. Again, ionosphere heaters a part of this equation. The power structure can use these to push cold air to certain places where they want to create a cool-down event. They're robbing Peter to pay Paul, as the saying goes, playing weather whack-a-mole, and in doing so, completely shredding what's left of the planet's life support systems. They are using the atmosphere for a physics lab for their experiments, and they always have, and they've never cared about the consequences, and that's what people need to understand. How many times I hear they wouldn't do this to themselves? They have. They are, and they continue to. If you don't think the proverbial they, which is those who print the money, would do this to themselves, please... Search this for an example. Project Starfish Prime, the detonation of a hydrogen bomb in the magnetosphere that was a thousand times more powerful than Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs. They had no idea what it would do, and they did it anyway. That's total insanity. That's who's running the show. Next headline from last week. What happens in Siberia doesn't stay in Siberia. They're referring to the fires. Siberia, like the Amazon, Western North America, and other parts of the world, is completely incinerating. And again, it's not just smoke we're breathing. It's structures and heavy spraying from the ongoing aerosol operations, spraying above the smoke canopies. We can see it on satellite imagery. We have film footage of it occurring, not speculating on that. The Arctic and the polar regions as a whole are melting at a furious pace. And the ocean currents are slowing down because of this, specifically the thermal hailing circulation. Many speculate at what will happen if and when this shuts down. It's not a day-after-tomorrow sci-fi movie scenario. The warming is far too advanced. Again, the track we're on is Venus Syndrome. Next headline. At least 22 dead and 50 missing after deadliest flood event ever in Middle Tennessee. Again, the climate engineers can diminish or augment rainfall in both cases, inflicting record devastation. Another headline, same theme, Philippines floods, thousands flee Manila after days of torrential rain. They control the spigot. And populations don't even know they're under assault. That's why climate engineering is the crown jewel of the military-industrial global power structure complex. Next headline, drought worsens in Southern California. 50 of the state's 58 counties are under a state of emergency amid excessive drought conditions. Worst drought based on paleo data in at least 1,200 years, and that's very conservative. Think about that. Another headline, same theme. The Middle East is running out of water, and parts of it are becoming uninhabitable. Much of the earth will very soon be uninhabitable. It's not my opinion. Again, it's a mathematical, statistical fact. If we remain in the current course, and even if we shut down all forms of human activity right now, much of the planet will soon become uninhabitable anyway. The question now is, can we salvage any part of it? I don't know the answer to that question, but I know it's worth fighting for with every fiber of our being, and I will continue to fight until my last breath. This report states the consequences of water becoming even scarcer are dire. Tensions over how to share and manage water resources like rivers and lakes could worsen. No could, no may, no might. Will, is. More political violence could erupt. Again, it's a given. It's going to happen. Let's remember, this is exactly what serves the power structure. You destabilize civilizations and they are much easier to occupy and take over. Let's rewind to the week after the events of 9-11 when 
former NATO Supreme Commander General Wesley Clark was given the list of Middle Eastern countries that were to be targeted. Again, a list that clearly existed before 9-11 even occurred. Every one of those countries subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought. That is a statistical mathematical impossibility as a coincidence. There had to be a factor that caused these scenarios to happen. That factor is climate engineering. Another headline from last week, same theme. California drought drains wells and dreams in Central Valley. Climate catastrophe will continue to worsen around the globe unless or until the climate engineering insanity is stopped. And even then, the climate blowback will be unimaginably intense. There is an unimaginable amount of energy built up in the system. We don't know how much energy, and we can't know until we stop the interference with the Earth's natural systems. So I'm not stating that we won't have climate cataclysm without climate engineering. But what I'm stating is that every day that climate engineering is allowed to continue pounds even more nails into our collective coffins, destroys what's left of the planet's natural life support systems. It must be allowed to respond without the climate engineering interference or we have no chance. But as bad as all this new sounds, why worry about unfolding biosphere collapse? The stock market's doing great, right? What could go wrong? We'll soon enough find out. How many have seen the caption or cartoon of a sinking boat. The back of the boat is underwater with two men bailing as fast as they can. The front of the boat is up into the air because the back end is sinking underwater. And the two men in the front of the boat say, I'm sure glad our half of the boat isn't sinking. And that's the mentality of far too many within our species. The whole boat goes down and we're all on it. More breaking bad news headlines in a moment. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Again, thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It's our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 316, August 28th, 2021. Again, this is the bad news broadcast, but it's critically important information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, and now in Portland, Oregon, Denver, and Columbus, Ohio. I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that have helped Geoengineering Watch expand our voice to so many major locations. Those that have helped in this effort know who they are. Recordings of the weekly Global Alert News broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be ordered from our homepage for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Our color glossy flyers and booklets are packed with shocking satellite images, documents, patents, photos of the retrofit spray nozzles mounted on climate engineering aircraft. The list goes on. Again, our only goal is to sound the alarm as effectively and efficiently as possible. On that note, the recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Sharing the link for the documentary directly from the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage through email helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor 
the dimming documentary and geoengineering watch data as a whole about the near-term existential threat posed by earth's rapidly collapsing ozone layer geoengineering watch recently posted an ozone layer collapse report titled uvc radiation the sterilization of planet earth in this report a former nasa contract engineer that conducts uv metering for geoengineering watch issues a dire warning to the world the report can be viewed from the homepage of geoengineering watch under the recent and top story sections moving on Many continue to form their perspective of the world by the words of the power structure controlled talking heads that spew out carefully crafted scripts that are streaming across their teleprompters, pretending they're just ad-libbing it with their vast personal knowledge of breaking events. What a travesty of deception it all is. Corporate media only covers speakers and guests that cheerlead the official narrative, the official propaganda. Any claimed political affiliations are just part of the act. Or is it all leading to a rapid unfolding reality that's far darker than almost any are yet willing to even consider, let alone to face, a reality from which there will be no return in any time frame that matters? In how many ways and from how many directions is the all-out assault against populations on the planet being waged? Let's start with this. The FDA suddenly approves experimental VAX. Does that mean that Vax manufacturers will now accept responsibility for any and all injury and death that may result from their products? Not a chance. Next headline, Israel extends COVID restrictions to three-year-olds as cases surge. From that report, Israel is now requiring anyone over the age of three to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test before entering many indoor spaces. Another headline, same theme. Nursing homes will need to get staff vaccinated or lose federal funds, Biden says. That's from CNN Politics. Another headline. Biden administration not mandating COVID vaccines for White House staff. Jen Psaki says. The White House press secretary refused to supply any details or specifics, but she did say this. More breakthrough COVID-19 cases are occurring in the White House that were not previously disclosed. Should any of this come as any surprise? Do as we say, not as we do. How much odor does there need to be in all of this before populations start to connect the dots on a larger scale? Last week, again, one of the big pharma brews has been given a rubber stamp by the FDA. How reassuring. Again, now we can roll up our sleeves with total confidence. But don't look at the already shocking and rapidly worsening statistics of adverse reactions by those that have already done so. That might make you think twice. And there's that pesky detail, again, that Big Pharma always insists on, total legal immunity from any and all injury and death that their creations may cause. Yes, definitely don't worry about that little detail. Just roll up your sleeve and do what you're told. Take it from the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who said this last week. I think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. There you have it. In the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, screw your freedom. A question for Arnold. How are all those official protocols working out so far? From the start of the CV-19 scenario, has anything the power structure minions said been accurate or turned out to be like they said it would? Short answer, no. Mr. Schwarzenegger is towing the line for the power structure. Careers like his come with a price. And let's not forget Anthony Fauci's words from last week. Quote, 
the time has come. Enough is enough. We've just got to get people vaccinated, end quote. Fauci and Arnie, teammates that march to the dictates of their controllers. A rapidly growing percentage of the population is understandably increasingly concerned about the so-called vaccine safety scenario, or perhaps the lack of it. After all, again, there's a reason that Big Pharma has been granted total blanket legal immunity for any and all injury and or death that their products cause. Let's take a moment to revisit this headline report, which I covered in last week's Global Alert News broadcast. Study finds most highly educated Americans are also the most vaccine hesitant. The article goes on to say this, a new report by researchers at Carnegie Mellon University and the University of Pittsburgh has found that the most highly educated Americans are also the most vaccine hesitant. Controller narratives of total deception are unraveling on every front. This fact will continue to fuel and accelerate their desperation, making global controllers more dangerous than ever before. Through it all, Biosphere Collapse will remain the bottom line. As stated at the beginning of this broadcast, this recent headline, what if it's too late to save our planet without geoengineering? From that report, this statement, climate engineering sounds scary, but it's coming whether we like it or not. Sounds a little bit like the CV-19 vac scenario, doesn't it? What a colossal deception. Global climate engineering operations have been ongoing for over 75 years. How's it all working out? And let's remember, this is not some benevolent activity. Whether warfare, the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, again, that they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. And we have the entire climate science community pretending that this is just some plan B that we could, may, might put into use at some point if things get bad enough as if they're not already. Let's once again connect climate engineering and CB19. This headline, wildfire smoke continues to fuel COVID cases and mortality. But again, I ask, is it just the smoke or is there much more to the story? Is there more in the air than we're being told? Much, much more. A canopy of what we are told is just wildfire smoke currently stretches from coast to coast across the northern tier of the United States. But again, is it just smoke? Short answer, no. Last week, CNN stated, quote, thousands, end quote, are being harmed by the constant smoke and haze. Thousands? Who's doing the math for CNN? A constant coast-to-coast canopy of toxic filth and haze doesn't just affect thousands. How about tens of millions at minimum? Geoengineering Watch, as I've stated numerous times, has captured time-lapse film footage of massive and constant jet aircraft atmospheric aerosol spraying operations being carried out directly on top of smoke canopies. Whatever elements these aircraft are dispersing are settling down through the smoke canopy, intermingling with it all the way down to the surface level where each and every individual under it has to inhale the elements with every breath taken. Let's expand on this subject from ABC News. Smoke's other impact, it's making us all more vulnerable to COVID-19. Where have I heard that before? How many times have I stated that? And it's not just smoke. Again, if we eliminated all the smoke, how many incredibly hazy days do we have with silvery white skies that are inarguably the result 
of what jet aircraft are spraying into our skies film footage time-lapse film footage proves this beyond any shadow of a doubt and we know what these elements are because we've tested for it on the ground and in the air as the geoengineering watch documentary the dimming proves a NOAA flying lab that at great expense and difficulty and effort we took to altitude and tested the elements being emitted from heavy aircraft at altitude and we found exactly what we knew we would find starting with aluminum these elements are incredibly inflammatory to the human respiratory system that make us thus all more susceptible to any and every form of pathogen, including COVID-19. It's not just smoke, but agencies only test for what they're told to test for. So they will never, ever tell us what else is in that smoke. Never. Another headline from last week, wildfire smoke linked to COVID-19 infections. There's numerous headlines coming out about this now. Let's rewind for a moment to a report I covered in last week's broadcast a paper that was published in the journal Science Advances with these statistics. Wildfire smoke linked to 19,000 additional COVID cases in U.S. West and 700 deaths. These statistics are very conservative, I assure you. There's no way to truly calculate this. But when you're inhaling this type of particulate matter day in, day out, that's highly bioavailable and highly bioaccumulative. The effects could never be truly quantified. And again, what else is amongst these particulates that are hazing out the West every single day. There's no place to hide. The climate engineers can continue to facilitate the conditions that are further fueling the fires for as long as they choose. They can continue to maintain the ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome that holds the heat and toxic air on the surface with often little or no air movement. How many are taking the time to look up? Again, There's no place to hide from the elements that are now settling down through our breathable air column. Not just toxic pollution, not just toxic and highly inflammatory smoke particles. There's more. Elements that are far more dangerous and insidious in regards to their effects on human health and the entire web of life. We know because we've done so many tests in California and other parts of the world. Massive atmospheric aerosol spraying operations are ongoing and accelerating. Those who are carrying out these operations are being told they are engaged in a needed and necessary planetary saving endeavor. Climate mitigation, they are told. A mission to save the planet. This narrative couldn't be further from the truth. Climate engineering is not a cure. It's a curse even worse than the problem it claims to correct. The atmospheric aerosol spraying programs are nothing less than a quiet weapon of covert warfare. The atmospheric spraying is absolutely occurring. This isn't speculation, theory, or conjecture. It's a film footage and lab test proven fact. The smoke is used as an excuse often to cover the extent of the spraying. How many days is there massive amounts of haze, but you don't smell any smoke? Connect the dots. It's not just smoke. Denial and apathy won't save us. The continued belief that governments around the world are working in lockstep to save populations from a pathogen that didn't come from nature in the first place, is willfully blind at best. A pathogen that just keeps getting worse with a seemingly endless parade of new and ever more virulent versions, exactly as Geoengineering Watch said would be the case from the very start of the entire CV-19 scenario. I stated on this broadcast over a year and a half ago that the CV-19 fires would continue to be stoked as needed by the controllers, and that is exactly what's occurring. Those that are still clinging to the belief that the power structure actually wants to preserve their health and welfare and that of the general population so that proliferation and nonstop consumption of the human race can continue until there's nothing left.
time to wake up. The herd is being thinned. I've previously covered the following statement from Edward Bernays, but it needs to be heard again. Quote, the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in so-called democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes are formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never even heard of. In almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the spheres of politics or business or in our social conduct or ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of people who understand the mental processes and social patterns of the masses. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind. Remember menticide, as I had covered previously. We, all of us, are drowning in a rapidly rising sea of total deception. Every imaginable component of so-called industrialized, militarized society is participating. All of the tyranny can be traced to those that print the money. Those who control the central bankers, they don't need our taxes. Taxes are just used to further manipulate society. When those who print the money can print whatever they want, whenever they want, they thus have control of the entire matrix. From so-called elected officials to government agencies, big pharma, educational institutions, academia, and most of all, corporate media, all are being manipulated by a small core of global power brokers. I will say again, the collective insanity being perpetrated by the global controllers could not be conducted without the active or passive support of the majority population. Without our cooperation, they're finished, and they know it. Why does such cooperation continue from the vast majority? Again, we have seen the enemy, and he is us. Why do so many so willingly cooperate with the tidal wave of totalitarianism that is sweeping over the world? Let's consider what Carl Jung had to say from his work titled, After the Catastrophe. Evil takes many forms, Jung said, be it ideas that promote learned helplessness or passivity, and so degrade the human potential. Social or religious ideas that deem a race or ethnic group as a plague to mankind, and so promote persecutions and mass cruelty, or political ideologies that elevate a select few far above the rest of mankind, and so set a society up for the mass psychosis of totalitarianism. This latter belief, which divides societies into two classes, the rulers and the ruled, has a long history and many variants, whether it be communism, ruled by kings, or queens, or pharaohs, or in the modern-day unchecked rule by bureaucrats and politicians. This evil of authoritarianism prevents the prosperous functioning of a society by inhibiting the potential of the masses and shackling society within the constraints of total control by a small group of power-hungry, corrupt individuals. Jung continues, when individuals of this nature attain positions of institutional and political power, the scene is set for the spread of the cancer of authoritarianism. For these individuals gain power and resources the more this cancer spreads, and so they instinctively seek to disseminate their favored authoritarian ideology as far and wide as possible. 
Unfortunately for the rest of us, advances in the field of psychology, and specifically in the understanding of group psychology, has allowed for the development of very effective methods of molding the minds of the masses. And politicians and bureaucrats the world over now make use of these methods of mind control. Just as Yost Merlu explained in his publication, Rape of the Mind, i.e. Menticide, Merlu stated this, Just as the technological advances of the modern world have refined and perfected the weapons of physical warfare, so the advance in man's understanding of the manipulation of public opinion have enabled him to refine and perfect the weapons of psychological warfare and totalitarian psychological warfare. This is an effort to propagandize and hypnotize the world into submission and how well it has worked. The controllers want us to believe and accept that to disagree with their narratives and dictates is somehow an act of disloyalty to the country, even to the human race. But in the words of Edward Murrow, we must not confuse dissent with disloyalty. We must remember always that accusation is not proof. That conviction depends upon evidence and due process of law. We must not walk in fear of one another. We must not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. If we dig deep in our history and our doctrine and remember that we are not descended from fearful men, not from men who feared to write, to speak, to associate, and to defend causes that were, for the moment, unpopular. The former paradigm is over. It's not coming back. It was never sustainable. How much clearer can that be? How could it have been possible to loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute the planet indefinitely in the delusional attempt to fuel perpetual expansion on a finite planet with finite resources? The only chance we have of salvaging any part of the planet's remaining life support systems is by collectively standing against the gathering storm of insanity, no matter what comes. It's not just the power structure that has brought us to this dark corner we now find ourselves in. The controllers, again, could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. And this must change now, or it will very soon be game over. We will reach the end of the road, the end of the chapter on planet Earth of humanity. Unshakable solace exists in facing the unfolding storm head-on. With unyielding resolve, no one can take our will ever. We must prioritize the greatest and most immediate existential threats we face. Climate intervention operations and the CV-19 scenario. Both are inseparable. Both should be at the top of the list. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help to turn the tide. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.